Hello. Uh, welcome back to Talking Picture Talk. This is still a thing that we're doing. Um, we took a... Vince, pay attention. We took a bit of a break. Would you call it a... Hiatus? A hiatus, right. If, if you consider a break three seasons... All we wanted th- to do three was, seasons have passed. All we wanted to do was talk about our top ten of the decade. So, and we're almost well, late on, on that. Well, we we on. almost missed that. <laughs> well, hold on. Uh, how was everybody's summer 2019? <laughs> have we really not recorded jo- anything since the summer? <laughs> Before the summer, I think it was spring. I'm pretty sure it was spring. <laughs> it was this time um, last year. Any major life events happen? Joe got married. Oh, is that what you're getting at? <laughs> we, we, we haven't. We, that, I feels. It feels like I got married six months ago. We and we haven't uh, recorded a podcast since then. Um, but we're back. That's we what I'm are... saying now. I, I, I was saying today. I was going to see Uncut Gems this morning. Ended up watching Joker because I feel like I can't go to the movies anymore after getting married. I, like I haven't gone to the movies with you guys, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the last movie we saw in theaters together was. It is the? Oh yeah, it was Lighthouse. You're right. You just gotta go. Just leave. Is the, is the, <laughs> don't even tell her. I, it, doesn't work, it doesn't store. work like that. Yeah, is the wife telling you not to go with us? Anymore? It was. It was a whole thing where we were looking at looking at houses. Here, you go Vince. Do your impression. We we're looking at houses this morning, and I, I was going to see uh, Uncut Gems at eleven forty. I've been trying to watch a lot of movies, so I watched The Irishman, High Flying Bird, The Two Popes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, and something else. Uh, I can't remember. I watched them all last in the last like three days. Going to see Uncut Gems this morning. Couldn't do that because we had to go look at other houses. And I was like, well, can we watch Joker? She's like, sure. So we start watching Joker. She's talking. Like, she asked me if it was a true story five minutes in. So that I know I knew I was in for a, for a treat. Um, but no, we, we got we got through it. And then, like, like she she couldn't stay for the whole whole thing. She had to go somewhere. Um, so it's, like, really climactic scenes in, in Joker that, that she's, like, walking in and out of. And <laughs> it just, yeah, it was uh, – so it's tough. It's tough to get out to see uh, movies now, but – no one does anyway, so. All right. But the good news is I saw a lot this decade. Uh, <laughs> beautiful transition. So we're going to go through our uh, top ten of the decade. Should we just get right into it? Vince, want to start? <clears throat> start with number ten, Vince. Uh, number ten is The Nice Guys, the oh, Shane geez. Black movie with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Okay. It probably is my favorite comedy of uh, top ten. One or two between that and this is the end of the last few years. What year was this? Is the end? Two thousand thirteen. I, I was listening to um, I was listening to something about uh, uh, about forgetting Sarah Marshall. I was reading something about it. That's two thousand eight. No, no. Well, I understand, but um, somebody posed a question: What do you like better? This is the end or forgetting Sarah Marshall? And that was a tough one, actually. This is the end, hands it, down. I agree. I think it's well, not hands down, but I agree. I think I think I like it more. What about you guys? I think this is the end is funnier to me because um, we since we follow movies so much and you understand like it, it's a lot. It's almost more kind of get the you kind of more inside baseball. But yeah. I, I that's one of the funniest movies. Where I've you seen. can see kind of Jay Baruchel is yeah. would act like that and Michael Sarah. Like I mean, obviously they're what's that? Is that a? I think it's outside vacuum clip. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna say forgetting Sarah Marshall. You like it more? Yeah. I am too. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. I, I thought it was a good question. I think I thought it was kind of an interesting. Uh, that's one of, uh, like, what, Jonah Hill is probably in that for... Two seconds. Yeah, like yeah. three minutes, but it's the funniest three minutes ever. That's yeah. A, that's like, every time he shows up, he's just hilarious. Yeah, he's really funny in it. He's also... But that's true with This Is The End as well. Like, the funniest... Yeah. I mean, 
I, I like your style going with the comedy there, Vince, because I'm about to do the same thing, and I, I'm not going to say which one, but probably if This Is the End was this decade, probably the hardest I laughed in a theater at a movie was when Jordan Hill's doing the thing with a gun. Like he has oh, a prop, yeah, yeah. he has like a gun from James Franco was in a movie, and he's like he's like acting like he's homosexual, going like bang bang with the gun. But no, it's the, the funniest thing I've ever the seen. The funniest for me was when um, Jonah Hill's praying, and he goes, "Dear God, this is Jonah Hill <laughs> from Moneyball." <laughs> but no, that that is funny. That 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 was close to being number ten, but mine's the nice guys. I just think that. there was a movie Ryan Gosling was really great in, same year as La La Land, and I think he was funnier in that or gave a better performance in that. But that's a movie I just really like. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, yeah, Nice Guys I thought was awesome. We and saw, Russell Crowe's good in it yeah. too. He's great in it. Yeah, we saw it in theaters, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I saw it. Um, thought everyone was great. Performances, but didn't really do anything for Fun me. Fun fact, no. uh, they find a, a dead body at a party and it is a cameo by Robert Downey Jr. He plays a dead body in the movie. I don't remember that at all. All right. <laughs> Moving along, D. Um, I'm gonna go. It's not you're gonna go. You should have a list. <laughs> what is your tenth favorite movie of this decade? It's tough. It was very difficult yeah. to make this list. A lot of good movies. We should do honorable mentions too. I, I had 15. I got it down to. That was, well, this is the end. Was one of my yeah. Okay. Ten. I'm going for it. I'm gonna say Joker. Wow. Yeah. I was. I was gonna wonder if anyone had anything from this year in the top ten of the decade. Yeah. I love. It was, it was my favorite movie of this year, and it was a good Ooh. year. But um, yeah, definitely. Um, um, Did you like it more than The Dark Knight? Oh. Yes, as a movie, yes. I shouldn't be drinking these white claws to keep burping. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I I don't think I didn't like it as much as Dark Knight. I liked how, um, and I'm also not sure the performance was better. <laughs> the more I, I mean, I just watched the movie today, so I don't have. But, I think. Um, I think Joaquin Phoenix's performance is yeah. better than Heath Ledger's, but that's just because he was the lead in the movie. Yeah. He had more to work with. Uh, right. I but mean, when when they both had like the, the face paint on, when they're in the Joker character, I thought Ledger was like a better Joker. He's more comic book, right, yeah. Vince? But he had like the whole voice and everything. Yeah, I think he's funny. He has like, Ledger's kind of funny in some parts, and I think <laughs> you have to have that if you want to, like the Joker, I know he's a villain and all that, but he's still pretty funny in terms of just like, but there was like the the fact that he was like Joaquin was just so crazy like dark. I think if you well, mix if you mix like Jack Nicholson and Joaquin Phoenix, you would get Heath Ledger, and I think that's what makes him the best of it. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good uh pretty good thought there. Um, I was also and I I agree with it. I think, I mean, we're talking about our ten favorite movies of the decade, but I was reading something somebody wrote an article about The Dark Knight, um, calling it the most influential movie of the century, and I think it is. Because, I, I mean, the, all, for, all movies are now are comic book movies, and people realize they can make good comic book movies when The Dark Knight came out. I think you did. Vince's argument is going to be Batman Begins is most influential, but it didn't, it didn't no, reach as I many think people. Iron Man it is. Might be, I think Iron Man's the most influential, and I think Iron Dark Man was, Knight... Iron Man was like the shitty Spider-Man movies I, with I, the Tobey Maguire. I think it's more influential because of what they tried to do. Like, look, you had Universal it, trying to make like, was, a cinematic universe with old monster movies. It's, I mean, The Dark Knight, though, was... That, that was... It's not, better. It, it really wasn't... A comic book movie. It felt like a crime no, movie you, with these right. characters. I think it's better. I just I don't know if it's most important. I, I hear what you're That's saying with question. Iron Man. I know Iron Man made a ton of money and was like, wow, this is a pretty good movie because it's not like. But I mean, what, what, the comic book movies we had before that were those terrible Spider-Man movies, and we had those like weird '90s Batman movies, which Vince watches every night, like Batman Forever with like Jim Carrey. 
He's probably seen that more than anything. <laughs> and he doesn't have a mic, so he can't even defend himself. So, <laughs> But um, just back to the Joker, mm-hmm. I just think... Well, we have all night, so... <laughs> I just think, you know, to make a comic book movie that's grounded and, you know, give it, make like a darker take... Yeah, they, I thought they just hit it out of the park. I agree yeah, with that. It's, yeah. it's, it is a, it's a very good movie. It probably would have been... It'll, I mean, probably my top... Pro- yeah, probably my top five of 2019. Not, not on my list. Shawnee. Do you do you think he'll uh, get the Oscar? Yes, for best Absolutely. actor, Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. Yeah, I think I think he's got it too. Shawnee. Um, my thoughts on Joker, or just number ten. Oh, okay. Move it along. <laughs> All right. First off, before I even get into it, I just want to say this is the first time we're recording on a Saturday night. Yep. <laughs> D's been drinking all day. <laughs> Why didn't I have to reveal that? Not all day. <laughs> yeah, he went. To, he went to and, uh, dry cleaning at one point. And my my girlfriend is sitting here off mic. Are you gonna, are you gonna propose? Are you gonna, propo- are you gonna no, propose on, on on this podcast? Stop that! Don't do that. That will get us listeners. Yes, I don't know. If you, if you I, I honestly don't know. If because I took my headphones off because I was so I was getting <laughs> flustered, so I, I can't even hear myself. But um. My number 10 is, coincidentally, I believe Joe's least favorite movie of the decade. If you say it follows, this is over. That my can't num- be in your top 10 of the decade. My number 10, it follows. All right, I'm going to uh, turn them off. Why? Why? Well, here. All right, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go you ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. What do you want me to say? Like, what? That I always I always describe that. And we talked if you th- asked me in the aughts, the <laughs> 2000s. Oh, the aughts. <laughs> we, what? It, okay, I, I didn't care for horror until maybe th- i don't know three years ago what year was babadook i don't know babadook's awesome that's like oh four 14 no for oh, oh, giving me hand signals and, <laughs> and I, I too have been drinking um no i like this pick i i, I loved, loved it I, I, you guys really like that movie i liked it a lot. because I it. and this has been happening this has happened a couple times with me but it was one of those ones where i knew nothing about it didn't watch a trailer heard from one of you guys that it was pre- might have been might be good we saw it together, didn't we? Yeah. And then I went into it, and it was just, I don't know. It the, wasn't what I was expecting at all, and I loved it. It's That opening scene was incredible. The opening Beautiful scene opening great. scene. It is absolutely great. The and score I, is amazing, builds tension. I always describe it as it goes downhill from the opening scene, and every scene gets progressively worse. It feels it's like... A, it's about herpes. Is that not what it's about? It's a... It's weird. Weird. Okay. All right. Yes, STDs are a part of it. <laughs> there's like a, the there's monster. an undertone there, but it's the most. Uh, I think it's the most accurate representation of anxiety on screen. Should I turn my mic off? Um, because it, the quote, like quote it, follows you at just a walking pace, and to yes, and to who, yes. whoever it's following, it presents itself as something different. Like it can be like a person from your past, someone who's caused you pain. It's I think the most bizarre idea, but it's. This is a. I don't know. It resonated. I, I got to watch it again. I think. Uh, and like I said, in this decade, I feel like in this decade, I don't have my headphones on, so I, got, <laughs> I can't get a word in headphones. <laughs> so I'm just gonna talk over everybody. Um, this decade in particular, I feel like studios have let horror directors do what they want to do mm-hmm. instead of throwing in their two cents. And we're getting amazing horror movies because of that. Yeah, you can thank Jason Blum and A24 for that. Yeah, Excuse me? Thank true. you. Jason Blum and A24. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I think Florence Pugh in uh, Midsummer oh, is the most, most okay. No, well, that's seriously anxiety. Best wearing of sweatpants of the decade. <laughs> no, the most rep- best representation of anxiety and all right. But that's all I'm going to say. But and it follows. It follows you at a walking pace, so you can outrun it forever. But it's yeah. always after you. I I've never seen anything like that in horror before. It I'm gonna watch. It's it such again. a great idea. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it again. I just I, 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 I just love that idea. I so remember much. the opening sequence is good, and the one like they're in, like they're on like a lake or something, and there's like a maybe like a lake house they're at or some yeah, sort of, uh-huh. some sort of like shed. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it again. Joe hates it. I'm gonna watch it again. I loved out. it. Good pick. All right, he likes it. Very good. My number ten of the decade. Hold on, Vince, you didn't no. see it. I haven't seen it. Okay, all right, go. Yeah, you're gonna have to be the. Uh, you're going to have to be the final final decision maker on it. All right. My number 10 of the decade from 2012, Ted. Should I drop the mic right now? <laughs> it's a funny, it's the funniest movie of the decade. It's an innovative idea. He's he's probably the most talented, just singular, like, in, in everything he does, he's great. That's Seth MacFarlane. He's at his best when he doesn't care. Like, when he's just like... It's the, that's it's, why the late family guys are so great, it, because he doesn't care anymore. It's such a it's such a funny, funny idea. And Wahlberg is great in it. Like, well, Wahlberg, Wahlberg is, is so is good in that movie. Yeah, he's he's so funny. Mila Kunis is great in it. And just, I mean, it just... It's like, he's a teddy bear and as a kid. And, and I, I, like... From the beginning of the movie, you kind of like see okay, like it's it's just funny because he's like a sweet like teddy bear in the beginning, and then he turns into this guy like being in that environment. But one of this like there's so many just good scenes, and I'm just gonna go through ten or fifteen of my favorite right now. Now, uh, the when when the kid comes down like it's Christmas, and he says like ah oh, like the teddy bear's talking, and it's uh, Alex Borstein and Ralph Garman in the kitchen, <laughs> and they're like. They like say something like, "Oh, like isn't that cute?" He like has a new friend, and the teddy bear's like, "Ah!" And they just freak out. And then doesn't the the mom jump up on the counter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, and then the stuff. The dad, the dad screams like, "I'm gonna go get the gun!" But yeah, yeah, get the gun. The um, the like the funniest thing that Seth MacFarlane does though is just that oddball, totally like, just for no reason. He does all kinds of different, like in Family Guy, does it a lot. But in Ted, it's Tom Skerritt. And he keeps bringing up, like Tom Skerritt comes oh, up like right. five times, like like oh, Joe, right, Joel right. McHale's like walking yeah. him through the house. And he's like, he shot him, like, no, it's the uh, it's the brand it, uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg's boss. He's like, you under- know how I got this job? And he has like a framed picture with him and Tom <laughs> him Skerritt. Tom Skerritt yeah. And then at the end with the wedding, it's Tom Skerritt's there. He's like, uh-huh. better. And he's like, and my daughter better be alive, you asshole. Matt, Matt Walsh is like pointing <laughs> to him and he's like, Skerritt. But Joel McHale's like walking him through and he's got like these like Muhammad Ali's gloves and this is Babe Ruth's bat. That's me and Tom Skerritt. <laughs> and it's a picture. And honestly, my favorite scene in that entire movie is when Ted walks. He like is leaving work and he has like a bottle of beer, <laughs> and he tries to like throw it into a dumpster and it just like shatters. Like curry <laughs> when he throws it. It's just a Teddy. It's so funny. It's such an original idea. And uh, my boy in that movie, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, he's great in it too. Yeah. Hilarious. The only thing I don't like is how every Boston movie has to involve Fenway Park in some way. Yeah, and like true. the biggest scene of this is in Fenway Park. Yeah. All right, Vince, back to you. What comic book movie is number nine? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> my number nine is Good Time, the Safdie Brothers. Uh, the Safdie Brothers, Robert other movie, awesome. Is that yours or no? No. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't even um, know if it's on. It's we're good. We're five in and have no repeats, right? Or did anyone else have ten no, no, in their no. top ten? No. No, uh, but this I is, just saw this and loved it so much. Just be real quick. Robert Pattinson's great in it. I think um, the Safdie Brothers just do everything with so much energy. Same with Uncut Gems, but. Just such a unique idea in terms of um, 
how they're trying to tackle like just kind of like a bang it's a it's a heist movie essentially and like just trying to like it takes place in all one day Every, not not one wide shot not one movie. wide shot one of the directors is in it and he's <laughs> they like incredible. to really keep it close um besides pattinson no household names are in it. it's just a really good small movie and i think they're probably one of my favorite working directors and that's all i'll say about it yeah well they made a movie and a half so small movie yeah. that makes you feel a lot very intense yeah. you saw 2d they were, were on a podcast. <laughs> uh, what movie was it? <laughs> Good time. This isn't Chris. Should I turn the TV off? <laughs> good time. Into the microphone. Yeah, it was a good movie. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, D, number nine. All right, my number nine. Uh, my number nine is eighth grade. Anybody else? Anybody? Not even close. No. Yeah, no one. I was the only one who really liked this, or really liked it a lot. Char liked it. Our group. Did you like that, Char? Oh yeah, sure. I loved eighth grade. Yeah, we saw that. Um, I think it's because there's so many like high school movies out there, which is like one of the most overplayed thing. But this is that stage, that middle school stage before high school. Yeah, it's 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 the same ideas as a high school movie, but the kids are just younger, which you yeah, like. Yeah, but but it's like different like issues, different problems that they're going through and dealing with. I think it's more about uh. I think it's more about just the social media, like the social media era is what these kids are growing. Like we didn't, that's a big part. And maybe we didn't really relate to that because we didn't necessarily grow up and like, I mean, certainly we didn't grow up with social media. Like, like they did when we were in eighth grade, there may have been like AIM or something. Right. Yeah. And you would send like an eight and then a bunch of, uh, equal signs and then a D capital D to make a penis. (laughs) That's Um, that's what I did on AIM. <laughs> I thought um, it was Bo Burnham wrote and directed it, yes. and I yeah. thought that was really impressive. And I think he's like somebody to watch out for. Absolutely, because for that to be a first feature, yeah, I, I no, thought it's impressive. Um, Shar has also met him in person and uh, and asked where he was going after the show. Where was, he, to... where was he going? Do you give Shar your mic? Where was he going? <laughs> she doesn't want to be. Sure, no one mic. listens to this. <laughs> the four of us do. <laughs> Sorry, yes, Bo, Bo is like incredibly, incredibly talented. Yeah, it just, I don't know, it just sort of, a lot of the stuff just fell flat for me. The best the best part, and, and I think, I don't know if you were on the podcast where we talked about it, but me and Shawnee did, uh, her dad, Josh Hamilton. Yeah, that guy was great. Great, he's great in it. He was robbed, he should have been uh, nominated for Best He should have, he really should have. Was, was, was she nominated for Actress? No. No? What was her name? Elsie Fisher. Elsie Fisher, yeah. Yeah, it was it was well acted. It was it was I mean, it just a lot of things just I don't know. Sort of fell flat for me. All right. All right. Shawnee number nine. Um All right. So listen, I um I wrote down a list but didn't put them in order. And it's more than ten. Same. So I'm gonna have to um I mean you can just put a number in and it'll populate the next number on the list. That's true. Um, what if I said that my number, this is number nine, number nine. Okay. All right, Vince, what do you think? Don John or Blue Ruin? (laughs) I saw, I saw both. I enjoyed it both. Did you enjoy them both? I'm going to say Don John. I love that so much because what year was that? 2011? No, no. Oh, really? It was was like 15. It was a while ago. Oh, okay. I mean, Frank got me too. You got to remember that. People forget. 
Wait, no, no. We're talking about we're talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm sorry, Gordon-Levitt. That's right. I thought, Directed and starred, and, and he absolutely yeah, yeah. did not right. get me. Dude. That's wait. That's a Tony Danza movie. He's a saint. Yeah, oh, yeah Tony Danza. Right. Tony Danza plays his dad. That's right, great. Right. He did a great job. Brie Larson has one line in that movie. That's something people do forget. In what? In Don John. I She's forgot. The sister that just texts at the table. I actually forgot. People oh, forget sh- that. There you go. I forgot she was the sister. Wow, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Not Brie Larson. Um, written and directed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who. I love, but I think he, he, I, he, yeah, he kind of fell off. I feel like he's a, he's a, he's a porn addict. Is that? He's a, a he's a uh, porn addict. That's yeah. So you can relate to it. That's why you like it so much. All right, Joe, you're number nine. <laughs> 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 no, I, Sean, I, did you get? Do you get? Do you see it? Day? Um, yeah, I it's remember. A, it's I, a good movie. I like it. It takes. A, I liked it a lot. I remember actually Shawnee recommended it to me. Yeah. And when I saw it, I liked it a lot. He's a porn addict and then meets um, Scarlett Johansson. Is that who the actress is? Yeah. Well, yeah. He starts a relationship with her. It goes south. Then he meets um, Julianne Moore. And when you find out more about her background, it takes a dark left turn. Yes, it does. Which I didn't expect and I liked. Yeah, it's good. That's why I like doing these lists because I I remember movies that I didn't. like, Like, I made a list of. I probably put just I just literally just thinking and putting like I probably put fifty movies on. Then I would like look stuff up and see what movies came out. And I would put them on. That's one that I completely missed though. But it probably wouldn't have been in my top ten. But I I definitely liked it. Worth watching. Yeah, Don John number nine. All right, here's where the chaos begins. Uh oh. Here's where the chaos begins. My number nine movie from 2014, written and directed by Damien Chazelle, Whiplash, number Whoa. nine. So yeah, I I have that. I, I have that on my list. I have that somewhere, but it's right. not. We're not we'll going to hear it on this episode. Let's, let's save it. I'll give I'll give my my two cents on it. I think it's uh, I think it's carried by the J.K. Simmons performance, which is great. Um, I, I and I remember there's only been there's been two times I can remember them both when Dean and I walked out of a theater and he was like, "Well, that's the best movie ever." And the first time was a Hurt Locker. The second time was Whiplash. And they're two. Great I had movies, the same so. reaction for yeah. that. I remember to Sean. I. We saw it, and it, I was just floored by it. But let's yeah, let's save let's save the, the meat we'll, of it. we'll get into it because uh, I know you guys probably have it a little bit higher. Uh, D's left. So. D left, and he probably has my number eight, which is Mud. <laughs> oh, Mud's oh, a great Mud. movie. I forgot about Mud, which is by one of no, it is McConaughey's best performance. Boat in a tree. The, one of one of the sim, one of the most simple movies ever. Just yeah. I I can't even I don't know where where to start. It's just such I, a good small movie. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, I think it's it's. <laughs> It's definitely small in in scale, and he's basically just a guy like on the run. But I also think it's like so straightforward, easy yeah. to understand. I think it's it, well, I don't know. It's weird because it's yeah, like it, extremely accessible in terms of like it's not like he, you don't, yeah, nope. yeah. The guy finds himself in like a is it like New Orleans or then like a bayou or uh, Arkansas, Arkansas. I, I think there's where Jeff Nichols, the director, writing director, is yeah. from. He comes up again in this. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, come up in in the next part. Uh, spoiler alert. When Take um, Shelter comes up? You know it. Um, which is better than Mod. I've never seen this. One. Uh, you can take it. I have it. Um, <laughs> I, I think Mod is, like when they introduce the Reese Witherspoon character in Mod, I think it's really when it gets good. It's when, it's when you kind of see like, okay, what's happened to this guy? And it really shows like the effect that, not necessarily even a sour relationship, just the effect that like, like the woman that this guy's latched onto can have on him. Like, she's not at fault for what's happening to him, but you can kind of draw a line between the situation he's in and, like, the relationship, and he just doesn't give up. And then there's, like, a little bit of symbolism where the kid gets bit by a snake and you get snake bitten when you fall in love. And the parents get divorced, too, at the uh, same time. And 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 the late Sam she- Sam Shepard. 
saves the uh, saves the day. Oh yeah, he's a sniper yeah. in it. Yep, great performance by him. Yeah, I loved Mud. The, the beginning of the reconnaissance. Was it? No. Yeah. It's yeah, was was close. I mean, it was, it was right, right around there. around there. Yeah, it was, it was before he won the the, uh, the Oscar. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great movie. And uh, what's in, who's the director of that? Mike Nichols. There's another guy. I'm sorry, like Jeff Nichols. <laughs> Mike Nichols is the guy. Like he the graduate. Yeah. The other graduate. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Nichols. I, I always I say he's an ex Spielberg. He's sort of falling off, but he did like he did that movie Loving, um, which was a good movie. He did Midnight Express, which Take was Shelter. really like a young Spielbergy movie. Yeah. Take Shelter's going to come up again, obviously. It's going to be just number one. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah. No, that was a uh, was a great movie. Yeah. All right, number eight. Uh, my eight is. Are you? Are you just thinking of these off the top of your head? No, this is good. I had actually. Something. I like that because well, it, it's. I have a bunch of movies written down that I love, but <laughs> because it's so I'm not, hard to put them in order. Because I'm not prepared either. So, <laughs> um, I think you know what my number eight is going to be. Shame. Oh, okay. Shit. Love the movie. Dark. It is very dark. Um, I have a story to share about that but d and i saw that together in theaters do you remember that we went to the ritz gay and i um oh my god i saw that twice didn't i yeah yeah i yeah. saw that once with joe <laughs> and then the next time with shawnee yeah <laughs> gotta see and, it again uh, we also saw manchester by the sea twice once with sean and joe and then once with me little, and there is a, a scene i mean shawnee came out seven years ago you can spoil it yeah yeah, there's a scene. If spoilers. You seen um, shame, for, fast forward thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, it's oh wait, no, I was gonna say it's Michelle Williams, but who? Carrie, Carrie Mulligan, Mulligan, right? Okay, she uh, slits her wrists in the bathroom and is just passed out on the bathroom floor in a pool of blood, and it's the most realistic. Yeah, it, yeah. It like it be looks. More real. Yeah, no, it, it is. couldn't be more yeah. real. And it's the first time in history that blood and gore on screen is me. I had to look away. I think I put my head between my legs and started like breathing deep, <laughs> so I wouldn't like pass out or throw up. And he just continue beating off. And yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I look up to see Dee's face illuminated by the screen, just <laughs> grinning ear to ear, <laughs> putting cloud paint on his face. But uh, that's a real thing. That was a real visceral movie. Um, I, thought, um, I yes. thought Fassbender was incredible in that. Mm. And he yeah. wasn't nominated for an Oscar. He, he, was well, like, the subject matter was... I mean, he plays he plays a sex addict. His sister's a drug addict, right? Yeah. It was very very heavy movie. Um, Steve McQueen, I thought that's probably his best film. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but the scene that you're talking about, Shawnee, because isn't... From what I remember, it looks like everything's white. Like it's like a Kubrick, yeah, yeah. Sit. and so it's just everything's white. She's incredibly pale, and then there's just blood everywhere. So and, yeah, the, like the um, color editing of the movie is yeah, that was weird. It's that's a tough sit. That was a, very, was a tough very sit. Tough sit. Yep. I think I saw it in theaters once. I didn't <laughs> go back twice to see it. So yeah, I saw it twice in theaters, <laughs> and then I remember it was on like Cinemax for a while, and I probably oh. saw it like seven or eight times on Cinemax. <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't shame. <laughs> Where's Michael Shannon? <laughs> yeah. Shameful co-ed seven. Where's Michael Shannon at? Fastbender. Uh, Michael Fastbender. Oh boy, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> Shannon on the brain already. So my PAs are hitting. Yeah. Right there. All right. Shawnee number eight. All right, my number eight, and I'm not just doing this to be funny, but it's hateful eight. Quentin, ah. Quentin direct, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, ensemble cast. Yeah. Stuck in a cabin in the middle of a blizzard. Um, 
Anybody want to take it? I don't know. I love. It. I I just I don't know. Uh, I it's probably it. my favorite of his from the decade. I am not the biggest Django fan. I think that's probably that has a lot of problems, and I'll I don't want to get into. But I that that I think was just the most bare bones, you know, dialogue driven of his, which is when he's at its best. Uh, the ensemble is awesome, but it's also not as like excessive as Hollywood was. And I think the fact that it was so contained into that one house, it was just it's such a good movie in terms of just straightforward dialogue driven. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's his best of the decade easily. And people, uh, people say it's like the most Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino movie. Like he's like becoming a character of himself or whatever, which I, could I mean, that. which I it, I, yeah, I can but see there, it as there's well. There's no feet involved. So I don't know if you can see I think it. it's yeah, it's, good, there has to be feet somewhere. Also there. fun fact about that movie. Uh, Tim Ross character says his name is something Hitchcock's, which is, supposed to make uh, him yeah, a, it's all a the, relative to wow. Fassbender's in all in the Bastards. same world yeah. uh, uh really propelled uh Walton yeah. Goggins who I love now he's awesome yeah but I mean the show was was stolen by uh uh Jennifer Jason Lee I think yeah I think that absolutely. was such a good yep. she should I mean she should have won the Oscar for that that was I'm yeah, sure know, she's great in that movie. Do we know who she lost to on that one? Who was it again? Uh, Greta Gerwig in her no, marriage. Alicia, <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> oh. it's, it's so funny. People like Alicia Vikander for Danish Girls. Who she lost? Uh, yeah, that's oh right. Oh my she should gosh, have, she should have been nominated. For I'm Oscar. so uh, these are a joke. I'm so torn on that. It, it's just amazing that like people get up there and are like praising Noah Baumbach in this Me Too era, and he just cheated on his wife with a younger woman, <laughs> and he's just flaunting her all over town. He's the biggest scumbag on earth, and we just we, we treat this guy like he's like a hero. Are they Look at the era we're in, and, and this guy gets praised. He watch, should be at these award shows. Watch he should be humiliated. Uh, marriage Story was good. I liked it. Uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> another time. Um, yeah, Hateful Eight. I uh, was sixteen in my my top twenty. I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked. Uh, you have a sixteen. I liked the um, the overture. I liked the the break in the middle. <laughs> that was weird. I actually like that too. The yeah. music is the best part. It's it, we, it, the music is incredible. It's, in that it's, movie. Uh, it's Mooney Cone, Morcone, Morcone, yeah. yeah. I'm a um, I'm a sucker for that. Like. You know, he shot in seventy millimeter, and they're only going to play it at one theater, and that looks, that's that's yeah. what we did. That was and a great. great that yeah. was a great theater experience, just because it was so unique. I remember we got like that whole. It was that was yeah. that was a fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, movie, that made the movie I, better. Not that it was a bad movie, but just like I had a lot of fun that day. Yeah, I me too. Yeah. I, I enjoy the movie a lot, and and I I mean, Tarantino gets you like from the start though, and the start is the sure. carriage with Samuel Jackson and Kurt and uh, yep. um, Kurt Russell, and. That's probably my favorite part of them. Like everything's good. It's a, it's a lot of times he opens movies with my favorite scenes, and then it gets like the only weird part about that is how like everyone knows each other weirdly. Like everyone heard of each yeah. other. I think it's I guess you figure it's far a, better than Django in terms of like his westerns. Yes, yes Django's yes. pacing is the worst. Yeah, seriously, uh, I'm not I'm not going to get into that. But I think it's it's easily his best of the decade. I, I agree. I agree. All right. Wait, hold on. So. So you think it's better than uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, I do. Okay, all right. But um, I just want to conf- want a confirmation. Yeah, I would. I would. I've only seen Hollywood once, but I think I would probably go back to Hateful Eight more, just because it's a little more. I, I like kind of that mystery angle in terms of yeah, instead yeah. of like the historical fiction angle. Me too. Yeah. All right, we're getting we're getting to some of the big boys here. Uh, my number eight, and probably somebody else has this on the list. Uh, uh, let's see here. From 2013, Inside Lewin Davis, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Anyone else? No? Honorable mention. Uh, top 50, maybe. Yes, yes. Top 50, it's, uh, okay. 
It's in wow. mine. I'm so I'm a little surprised. I it's, this is a great yeah, movie. It's, it's in mine, and I haven't even placed it yet, so I don't know. So they they basically <laughs> might be my number seven. <laughs> the, so the Coens recreate a world, and they do that better than anybody. And I think they really get the vibe of it. Like I think they're they're really into that like American music and that scene. And it's sort of like I guess they were a little bit young for it, but they they definitely like know their stuff when it comes to like American music. And I think it's just great because you're you're. Everyone that sees it is associating Bob Dylan with with it, and eventually, right. like by the end, Bob Dylan comes, and that kind of signals the end of of Lewin. But it, I mean, just an actor that we all really like. I think Oscar Isaac. It, he's, I mean, he's just incredible in it. He's a great actor, but I just I couldn't root for him in the movie, and well, I don't know if that's the point or not. To. No, you're not. You're absolutely not supposed to. <laughs> but like, I couldn't even like. They made him a huge brick. Empathize with him. Like, but, I wanted him to fail. No, see, no, 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 no. I mean, they... they I think they just wanted to make his own self-interest, like, more apparent than anything else. Um, yeah. Like, just even, like, he was just, like, so focused on, like, the short term and himself, like, selling the rights to the song yeah. and things like that. Right. Selling... Didn't he... I think he sold something of his dad's or... I could be wrong. Like there was something with his dad where he like just didn't really care. Well, his dad's well, no, that's that's scene I was gonna talk about. His dad, so his dad's in a nursing home and he like plays him a song, and like his dad can't really speak and he's totally out of it. But he plays him a song and you think it's gonna be like, like maybe his dad says something or cries or something to the song, and that's kind of what Lewin's going for. But he just shits himself. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, I need to watch it. But I also the funniest part <laughs> was when um, he's playing a song for like his tenants or whoever's like letting him live at their apartment he's letting he's so, living at someone else's and he, she's playing a song and like the wife starts to sing and so he, gets, he yeah he he had success as like a, a as a duet with with a partner and the partner killed himself and right. he went to dinner at the parents house of the guy who killed himself and started playing one of their like popular songs and she obviously gets upset about it um but it, there's i mean there's just so much good stuff in it and then you can't even under by the end of the movie I still don't know how they did it, and I can't figure it out. And I can't figure out the timeline at all. But you don't—you have no idea when anything happened, right? It—it it, just—it's—it's it's incredible. It's incredible directing. It's incredible writing. It's what do you expect from the Coen Brothers? It completely just for, uh, just completely throw you off base, and you don't know. It's just like a circle that this guy's going in, because you really can't put a timestamp on anything. But uh, you think you can, and it's—you think it's in order, but then it's not. It's just crazy. Yeah, I don't—I don't dislike the movie. I mean, it's definitely well made. I guarantee it's better than every single other movie you have on your entire list. So let's leave it at that. Like, I don't know what you could possibly have. It just, it just, it doesn't grab me. It's just like, all right. Know. Vince, number seven. My number seven is a movie no one else saw, which is Logan. And I'll just be really brief with it. Very good uh, superhero movie. Hugh Jackman's last out is Wolverine. It's kind of very grounded in the sense that um, it's smaller scale. Um, I recommend everyone watching it. We can move on to these number seven. James, James Mangold. James Mangold. It's just it's just Hugh Jackman and Patrick Very Stewart. R-rated, violent, right? Yeah, R-rated and violent. It was a little jarring at first being held. Like, I think they kind of, at first, like were just cursing for the sake of cursing, and then it worked into its, right. its way in. But it was good. I loved it. Uh, no one else saw it, so D's number seven. All right. All right. My number seven is going to be You Were Never Really Here. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, it should, should be much higher. No, but it should be much higher. All right, go ahead. Um, it's, I mean, it's hard to put Joaquin Phoenix's performance to rank them. We well, can because that's the best. I don't know. 
He's probably better than Joker. That's insane. And you're going to say that's insane. His best is the master by far. It's not. And Shawnee could say walk the line. Well, he's the best yes. actor. He's the best actor. And, <laughs> he's the only, and he's the only good part of Gladiator. That is correct. You know what I noticed about him, too? And really, I'm watching Joker today. Like, he's just an every. Like, he looks like an everyman. Like, he could have started movies in any decade. He right. could, he's, he's like, he has the same Daniel Day Lewis kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't know, physicality in that way. Um, but yeah, continue on. You never, you, I mean, I have it much higher so we can talk about it more, but uh, great movie. Oh, is it my turn? I don't know. Do you want to continue? Do you have anything else to, uh, um, I mean, I'll just, I'll just talk about it when you, when you talk about it. All right. All right. I'm going to hit the pause button right now. All right. Um, what are we on? Seven. Mine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Vince is getting distracted by the TV. Where's the remote? Why is the football There's so much going on. on. <laughs> Joe's angry. What? <laughs> Asking why football's not on. Hit us. See. All right. I'm just going to pause and I'm going to. No, no, no. All right, we're good. We're, we're good. We're, we're back. All we're back. This if you just give me the remote, I can <clears throat> have this uh, figured out quickly. Uh, my number seven is Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, save that one. Save that one. Save that one. For a while. I, um, <clears throat> okay. You guys all, right. all liked it more than me. Yeah, yeah, we did. And me. But I feel like I have to say something about it. So um, when we saw it, I what happened? I recommended we see it in 3D or something. What happened with it? Yeah, yeah, I recommended we saw, we see it in 3D. <laughs> the only uh, seats left were the very front row, so our we necks were breaking, and everyone was mad at me, and we decided to go to the box office and exchange our tickets mm-hmm. for a later show in standard def. Yep. And it was still and it's and it's my number seven. Let's move on because I want to save that one for later. For a, a lot later. All right. All right, Vince. It's Vince's number one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a... all right. Uh so my number seven. Uh and I almost moved I almost moved this up a spot. because uh, I like it so much, it's obvious child. And I oh, liked you know I liked nice. when I saw it. I don't know if anyone else has it on the list. Um and it's just the most, it's such a realistic movie. We don't. I'll speak for everybody. Yeah, I know you don't. Um, so written and directed by Gillian Robes Pierre, Jenny Slate, the kid Pete from The Office. Can't remember that actor's name. Um, it's not the two greatest actors in the world, but but basically the premise is that she's kind of like a free spirit comedian, uh, meets this guy who's sort of like a stiff kind of like business school guy. Uh, one night stand, he gets her pregnant, and she wants to get an abortion. Um, Char liked it. Well, I'll give her the it's mic. one of my favorites of the decade. So, um, yeah, it's it, no, it's a great movie, and it's <clears throat> and and you know, I was, I was thinking about it today, and what I love about it, it doesn't make like a real like. I just think it's how it plays out. Juno's not real. Juno's fantasy that does not happen. We all know people probably have had abortions. We don't know anyone who's like had a kid and they gave it up and it's super quirky and so hilarious. He gives it to this cool guy, and the guy leaves his wife because he meets this young girl. That, that, that's fantasy. This is just real. This is exactly what happens, and it's like. It doesn't really take a position. It's just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I just love the parent characters. Richard Kind uh, plays her her father. And, like, he's just kind of like, like a doofus guy. And he tries to give her advice, but he really can't help. And then the mom's, like, really stiff and, like, uptight. But as the story progresses and it gets more, like, real for her, she goes back to her mom because that's what you would do. And, like, she doesn't tell the guy because she doesn't really know how to. She sort of starts liking him. And then she's like, oh, wait. Like, maybe I'm just dating these, like these like Brooklyn assholes instead of like this guy. And, uh, you know, maybe when you get older, the guy with the, the, you know, diploma and the button up shirt is not, not that bad. So I think it's really realistic how that works. And then by the end of it, you like, I just remember seeing it in the theater and she gets an abortion spoiler alert. And it's like, 
they're showing her like getting her i mean as much as they can i guess getting an abortion but you, you don't like really you don't realize it but you like really care about her at that point and it's not necessarily what's going on right there it's like what's happened leading up to that point and the more i think about it, like i almost i almost moved ahead of my number six but my number six i really like um so I kind of kept it where it was, but it, it's a really, really, really good movie. And it just, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's doesn't like take any easy way out. Like I feel like Juno did at some points. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a realistic movie and I think it's good. And uh, I think you guys should like it more. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I remember seeing, I only saw it the one time in theaters. You saw it in theaters? With you, Sean. Right. Yeah, you, you guys, recommended you it. Listen, okay. Mm-hmm. And we went to see it and. And um, we hated it. <laughs> And then we went and saw Shane for a third time. <laughs> Double feature. <laughs> and it was awful. Um, I remember liking it a lot. Um, I'm a big... Not nearly as much as you did, but yeah, fan it's of, the only time I saw it, so I should I should see it again. A fan of Jenny Slate. I think she's so She actually funny. is very... I, I, she is very good at it. Remember... Um, good actress. Remember there was a point in time where she dated uh, Captain Chris America? Evans. Yep. Somebody's got a... And John Hamm. And who? And John Hamm. Wait, Jenny Slate dated John Hamm? Yeah. Hold on. That that's not true. That's yes, it is. He left his like girlfriend of like yeah. Years yep. That's weirder than. Do you guys know who Jenny Slate is? That's weirder yes. than uh, David Spade and Heather Locklear. <laughs> no, but David. Da- well, it's it's only weird because she's too old for David Spade. Talk about young chicks. That guy. Whew. He definitely likes me young. Uh, obvious child. Number seven. Vince. Nope. Number six. Last one. Uh, number six is Blade six. Runner twenty forty nine. Didn't say it. I thought it would be higher, but I think it's probably the best-looking movie I've seen this decade. Deacon's but, cinematographer? Yeah, he won for it. Did um, we see that IMAX? Was I that saw IMAX? It IMAX. Yeah, that's it's how you see it. It was one of those movies that was two hours, 45 minutes, worth every minute of it. I think it's probably the best sci-fi movie of the decade, um, hands down. I like it better than the original. It's Denis Villeneuve, which is the best, my favorite director of the decade. How so. do you say it again? Denis Villeneuve. Vince's two favorite filmmakers have made a total of five movies. <laughs> the Safeties and Denny Villanueva. No. Tarantino. Oh, of course. All right, so they've made a total of uh, 14 movies. <laughs> um, was that Deacon's first Oscar win? Yes. yes. That's ins- that's It is insane. It's, it's insane. It's one of those ones that's a career he's... achievement, but it's so well-deserved because it's so good-looking. Uh, oh, yeah, he did. It, it, it is very good-looking and... So well deserved, but that's insane. David Bowie was supposed to be in it, but he wasn't because he passed away before it happened. He was going to be. That's insane. He's never won yeah. before this. That's yeah, it's uh, that's pretty crazy. Anyone else say it? We saw it. No, Shawnee did obviously. And D, we saw it in IMAX. D, D's on his phone. I know. D doesn't. D. I get prepared. Oh boy. But anyway, I'll move it on. D, do you know what your number six is? I want to say. Um, actually, I think I like the original better. Now that I've slept on it, that's oh, probably not true. Oh boy, gonna have to pause it again for the fist fight. Do you? I mean, do you do you like Twenty Forty Nine like a lot more than the original? Uh, enough. Okay. A decent amount more. <laughs> okay. If you had to wipe, like, would would the original be in your top uh, ten of the eighties or whenever? No. No, I don't well, think it would. All right, be. okay. If if you had to wipe from from your memory and from existence every Ryan Gosling performance or every Harrison Ford performance, which Gosling. would you wipe? Ford Gosling. <laughs> um, I think you uh, would. Vince would like Star Wars. That's right. And Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and the Last and the Crusade. Episodes. 
I'd probably and, and he, has done, he has done some classics. Rega- like regarding Henry, Witness. <laughs> Ritz. Ritz. <laughs> you want crackers? No, I used to have affairs at the Ritz. Like, that was... Actually, you, well, know, what about, you know a witness. <laughs> what about uh, Harrison Ford in, Book, time in for Bruno? In what? In Bruno. Harrison Ford in Bruno. <laughs> that is the best. But here with Harrison Ford, fuck off. <laughs> that is funny. Book. D, what about you? Gosling or Harrison Ford? D's <laughs> um, number and six is get, witness. Yeah, that means no American graffiti. So I remember, I remember when D saw the place beyond the pine, the place beyond the pines, like. The whole movie, all anyone talked about was a tracking shot at the beginning, and D came in right after it. Yeah, it was late. <laughs> and then I just sit through that piece of shit for, yeah. <laughs> for the next two hours. Could have been better. Decent movie. Could have been better. Yeah, it is a decent. It, it could have been a lot better. You're right. All right. My number six. Place Beyond the Pines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have did that. I should have did that movie. I'm regretting it. The Place Beyond the Pines? Yeah. Eh. Well, you can throw it in your honor. It, would be, it would be like, all right, it, that's my number 11. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, my number six, um, a movie that I'm almost certain nobody else has seen is... The Rider. <laughs> you are right. No, it's Before Midnight. Okay. Um, third film in the trilogy and the best film of the trilogy. What do they call the trilogy? Um, the Before Trilogy. Before Trilogy, right. Linklater, Before... Ethan Hawke, and Charlie Gainsbourg? No, it's... Uh, Linklater, Ethan Hawke, and Emily Mortimer? This is like... Linklater, Ethan Hawke, and Emily Watson? <laughs> these are the only movies she's in, I it's, think. No, it's not. It's... Uh, keep talking, I'll look it up. Um, <clears throat> well, it's it's the first time I could say that the a sequel is better than the original. And these movies are all... Give us, give us the background of these movies. So the first movie, um, Before Sunrise, is about this couple... They Julie meet, Delpy is her name. Julie Delpy, yeah. Um, this couple, um, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, who meet um, in Europe, and they just spend the night together, and then they promise to meet each other again. The second movie, Before Sunrise, is um, they meet again, and it it takes place in real time. Like the movie's about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and everything that you're, you know you're watching is real time. So it's an hour and a half of their lives, and they meet again, and they sort of you know start this romantic flame. Um, and then the third movie, um, Before Midnight, is they're finally a couple together, and they have kids, and they get into a fight. And it's probably, like, the most real, uh, realistic depiction of, like, uh, a couple fighting, like, on screen I've ever seen. I don't know anything about that, so I wouldn't even have anything related to. <laughs> um, it's really good writing, um, good acting. Who, who writes them, Linklater and Hawk? And Julie Delphi. Oh, yeah. okay. All three of them. Ethan Hawke would surprise people that he's like kind of like a talented, like a thoughtful guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he's a good actor, but like he's kind of like a smart guy. You wouldn't expect it. And it's a good trilogy because all the movies take place like nine years apart. Yeah. So you obviously. Well, it's see, real in real life, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you see, you know, obviously that they're older. And, um, but yeah, this one was. Um, definitely one of the best movies I've seen. And your your favorite of the trilogy? My favorite of the trilogy. What yeah. um what is your favorite Richard Linklater movie? Days and Confused. It's either Before Midnight or Days and Confused. Ooh, it, top two easily. Okay, no boyhood in there. Mm, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his um his next one spanning over twenty years. Great, and uh, and I look forward to seeing that one. And one of the 15. lead guys 
uh, got me too hard. So I'm gonna see how uh, I want to <laughs> see how that plays. Who out. is it? Um, Blake Jenner. Ah, from American Animals. He was um. One of my honorable mentions. He was married to that girl who plays Supergirl. Oh you know? yeah, that's and right. And he's the guy that like Melissa beat her Benoist, and yeah, did that's a right. bunch of bad stuff. Which to her. guy in American Animals? I like to do with the long hair. I yeah. liked him a lot. He was me too. And he was he was in um. <laughs> well, he's playing a character in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but he I was actually he, he like had potential. I thought he was gonna be like you know. And he was the a really good actor. He was yeah. the lead in uh, another Link later one. Everybody wants Summer. Do you think something the movement like will back off since D liked him? Thought he had potential. <laughs> <laughs> Saw something in that kid. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. <laughs> oh man. Um. What number is this? Six. Six. We're almost there. All right. I'm gonna say for part um, one. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> We're almost there for part one. Okay. And then, and then, and then, in like in like the, the summer of 2025, we'll do part two. <laughs> <laughs> We're at 48 minutes. Oh my gosh, number six. I don't know. Lewin Davis or her? We'll do let's, her let's because I already, already did Lewin okay. Davis. <laughs> yeah, it's her. Uh, another Joaquin Phoenix-led movie. Um, he's got range, dude. He has got to be the actor of the decade, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Easily. He's actor. Her, of the, the master. You never really hear Joker. Or he plays. Her, else? he plays. Um, just an introvert, very quiet guy, who uh, finds love on his phone. He's in love with his phone, the voice on his phone. This is set in, they don't say when it's set, but I guess it's like the near future. And he's in love with essentially his Siri, who's voiced by Scarlett Johansson. And um, it was, it was originally Samantha Morton, right? Yes. And they were like, no, absolutely absolutely not. (laughs) Your voice is horrible. (laughs) Yep. Sure. Jones is like, what was I thinking? (laughs) She recorded, she recorded all of her stuff and (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> did it all again. <laughs> and Spike was like, hey, he's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he was like, what was I thinking, marrying the Coppola girl? It didn't do anything for my career. <laughs> and she's the worst. Spike, what does it have to do with the movie? Oh, yeah, you're fired. <laughs> We're going with ScarJo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Talk, talk I just loved this. What do, you want, what do you want me to talk about? I loved it. I loved his performance. I love the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema was yep. the cinematographer on this one. That's kind of like his his breakout, right? Yeah, because now he's so. just winning yeah. Oscars every year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did what did he he won last year for something? Hoyt, get the human IMDb on this. Yeah, where's where's the human IMDb? Alfonso Cuarón won last year. What did Hoyt Ron. von Hoytema win for? I don't know, but I think he's doing Nolan's next one. That's um, that sounds right. Okay. Oh, he did Dunkirk. Oh, right. nice. He, he did not win. He was just nominated. Wow. Um, and he also did Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. If you remember that fine film. <laughs> He was um, like, Gary Oldman's the best. We gotta go see this movie. Yeah, I it's don't know. Gary Oldman. It's the worst piece of shit ever. Oh my god, that was the worst movie ever. I don't know. I, it's um, it's like a Spike Jones is a good director. He's a great director. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's the worst movie. But he's love still love adaptation. <laughs> love adaptation. Um, I don't know. It's like a interesting little like peak because I think people are going to be falling in love with like technology and robots in the future and it's a little peek into that yeah th- th- that's kind of like the idea i like and i like that black mirror stuff too like i i, I find it hard to watch that show though because it's like oh, yeah this, this could happen it's like a bunch of people yeah. like powering society riding bikes and never being able to leave that's that, probably pretty close <laughs> like that, that could happen soon it yeah is, it is a cool um 
like interpretation of the future because like most yeah. of the time when you see a, a movie that takes place in the future it's like some apocalyptic like shithole right yeah, right you know? yeah this is like actually yeah. like you know but yeah the, that was an, another interesting thing it's like it's a it's a sci-fi it's like a legit sci-fi movie yeah. but it's but it's a love story and you yeah. don't see that too often it's that's, like a that's true interesting cross of genres yeah absolutely her number six all right my number six going a little different direction a little more uh a little more real world. I'm going, uh, and I think maybe you guys will have this on your list. I don't know if anyone liked it as much as me, but uh, Spotlight from 2016, written and directed by Tom McCarthy. The I didn't see it. Uh, You didn't see Spotlight? I did not. Oh, you like it. I mean, it's the best Michael Keaton performance and the best Mark Ruffalo performance and the best Rachel McAdams performance, so we'll start there. Not saying much. Yeah, not saying a whole <laughs> lot about any of, the, any of those fine thespians. But, uh, it got Best Picture, right? One Best Picture. Then you won Best Screenplay for him. And, and I... It, it it felt like you're watching a movie f- made in the 70s like to make a and, and everyone's trying to do it now make like stories about journalists like really exciting but they're they're just they're just not and they're they're tough to do yeah um, but this was obviously like an interesting story just to begin with that they're like hunting down there's a lot of great scenes and it's it's there's no there's no trickery there's no you know he's not getting cute with it he just directs a movie and it, it really did remind me of like watching a movie from the 70s like I it really felt kind of like that was that was you know, it's not the time period things are taking place, but it felt like that's the kind of movie it was. It was sort of just gritty, a little bit rough around the edges. Um, and I mean, of course, it's just it's a just a crazy story about about this team of writers who don't necessarily unearth the the pedophilia pre scandal, but um, kind of shed some light on it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a solid solid movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, it didn't make my top ten, but as a runner up, I cannot just, wait to find out what else on your top ten. <laughs> it was just a really well made movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is it, it it is, and that's that's really the bottom line and the story everyone pretty much knows. So, who was the uh, director again? Tom McCarthy. Oh, uh, Doctor Bob. Yeah, Doctor Bob from uh, Meet the Parents. Yeah, the hair fairy is that, is that what he says? Yeah. Oh man, that uh, that's such a funny movie. Oh, good on him. Yeah. He, he That's not his first directing, right? He, he did another thing he, that he He directed liked? a movie called Win-Win with Paul Giamatti and... Uh, Station Agent. Oh, yeah. He directed Station Agent with Dinklage and... Um, who's the guy in events? That's interesting. And the Station Agent? I can't remember. Uh, Cannavale. He's like a hot dog vendor. <laughs> oh, buy some hot dogs. Because that's how he talks in every movie now that he does. <laughs> I'm one of Scorsese's guys. <laughs> the last 40 things I've seen him do, he just does like a impression of like an Italian person from the 70s kind of Holly. his best uh, performance of all time is Jip Rossetti yeah. which is him doing an Italian impression of somebody from the 1920s I don't, I don't know why we haven't just started a podcast about Boardwalk Empire That's a, it's the best show ever we actually we should it's yeah, such a good it. show just go episode by episode there was um, I was in Atlantic City a couple weekends ago and uh, there was like an ad for a restaurant called Fork and Knife and I think they show it once or twice like that's where they go that's like the the supper club they hang out at and it's called the fork and knife and uh on the billboard it says or on the ad it says uh tell them nucky sent you <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool um yeah so spotlight uh number six for me should yep. we do some honorable, oh, honorable mentions or uh, get them out of the way sure. yeah why not let me let me just run through my uh Right, yeah, Vince, you do your honorable mentions. Honorable first, mentions. Since you can't Wolf, sit still for more than thirty seconds at a time because you're, you're like a six year old. Wolf of Wall Street's an honorable mention of mine. Um, uh, uh, that didn't make your top ten. No, that surprises oh, wow. me a yeah, lot. That surprises. It's all you talk about. No, it's not. 
Yes, you love that movie. Did, uh, I do love it. Did Ex Machina make your top ten? It's an honorable mention. That's also wow. an honorable. Silence mention. is an honorable mention of mine. Hateful Eight was. Uh, you already met, wait. Didn't you have Silence? Hateful Eight? Had Hateful Eight. I love Silence. Did you? Yeah. Oh my god! All right. Uh, um, Avengers Endgame was an honorable mention. Nice. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which one, which I rewatched recently. Interesting. Um, Prisoners, another one that was an honorable mention. Sicario, Creed. Those are the honorable mentions I had. All right. Um, yeah, Silence is definitely an honorable mention for me. Really? Yeah, loved it. <laughs> I'm going to say, go do your honorable mentions. I'm, I'm just bracing myself for, for Vince's reaction. Um, obviously, I mentioned Spotlight didn't make my list, but that was an honorable mention. Um, Green Room. Um, 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. And you remember that movie you saw, 2010, Another Year? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's an awesome movie. Uh, Mike Lee and uh, Leslie Manville. Le- she's great in it. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, the um, that still is one of my favorite scenes. If we did like scenes of the decade, it would probably be in there. There's a great scene. It's 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 so it's it's one of those scenes that's, that you can really only get from British people. Where it's funny and sad at the same time, and it's so the premise is basically like a husband and wife couple go through an entire year together and. They got kids and neighbors and all this stuff and friends. And so Le- Leslie Manville plays like an alcoholic friend of theirs. She's a little bit older. And uh, um, the husband who's played by – that guy's a great actor. Um, I can't remember his name though. Oh, uh, Jim Broadbent. Oh, Jim Broadbent, right, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ruth Sheen plays the wife. And um, there's a scene where like they have like a buddy over and he's just kind of like, like a slob. And uh, Ruth Sheen is Leslie Manville's friend and says to Leslie Manville, she's like, you know, you used to be really good looking. And she's like shocked. Like she's just so like taken back by it. She's like, oh, my God. And then like she kind of gets sad because like she sort of sees right, like kind of how her life's going. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good movie. That's a good one. All right. Um, so your honorable honorable is mentions. That, okay. That's it. Shawnee? Um, Ex Machina, Blue Ruin. Good time and on cut gems. We should also mention by Blue, the Safety Brothers. Mention Blue Ruin and Green Room, which have come up already. Same director, yeah, and writer, right? Um, Ma- what's his name again? Uh, uh, I can't think of it. Jeremy Somalier, right? Somalier. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're thinking of the guy from. So, uh, it's like Jeremy Soliner or something like that. S a u l i n e r. Soliner. Soliner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, two good movies though. Really good movies. Uh, Francis Ha, Blue Valentine. No Blue Valentine, not in your top ten. I thought it would be. Yeah, so I thought like all those movies would be your top ten. I thought X Machina would be <laughs> in there. Spent three to this list. I yeah. thought, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. All right, number one, <laughs> Blue Valentine. <laughs> oh man. Um, remember we did the double feature, Blue Valentine, in somewhere. Dude, I hate this yeah. list. <laughs> My list is so bad. <laughs> this list does not uh, reflect what I actually feel. <laughs> Be worse than Joe's. Um. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, my, my honorable mentions. Are you done, Johnny? Yours? Yeah, yeah. I, right. was, I was about to wrap it up. I'm sorry. Uh, mine are uh, Finders Keepers documentary on Netflix about a uh, a guy who accidentally buys a foot in a in a crock pot or something from a from a storage sale. It's a really good documentary. Uh, 14 or more. I love that movie. Um, oh, wow. I thought that would easily be in your top. Really? Five. Yeah. Uh, it was close. I thought that'd be your top five. It was close. Uh, I mean, I had these in order. So, fifteen was Finders Keepers, fourteen or more, thirteen American Animals, which uh, which has come up, which uh, we talked about in a podcast, which I loved. Uh, Twelve, Paul Thomas Anderson's Inherent Vice. I don't think anyone really liked that. Maybe D did because he likes the pancakes part with Josh Brolin. 
<laughs> I thought it was all right. It could have been a lot better. What the parakeku? And then uh, number 11 on my honorable mentions is The Social Network. Wow. Yeah, that's a face I was looking for. I thought that would be your number one of the decade. No, I'm Joe. That's Vince. Because <laughs> you said that's the best movie of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about this like three months ago. <laughs> No, I was, I was, I was torn, and it might be because it's from ten years ago. But you said, well, do you guys all have the social network in your top ten? No, it's in my top five. Okay, I know Vince has it in his top top five. Um, all right, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, it didn't quite, uh, didn't quite make it for him, but I do, I really do like that movie. A lot of good movies. All right, good movies. I'm really regretting not playing Blue Valentine somewhere on this list. I just want to say, um, Let's talk about it. <laughs> no, I just want to say it's. We got all night. Such an incredible performance by Ryan Gosling. It is. And Michelle Williams as yeah, well. I, honestly, I think Gosling might be like runner up for best actor of the decade after Joaquin. Um he's I think Joaquin I, mean, I think Joaquin takes it uh, and Gosling is an honorable mention. I go Christian Bale's number two. Yeah, Christian Bale's certainly a a good one. But Bale Gos- has a couple more impressive performances. But okay, Gosling, so he should be <laughs> No 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 but 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 Gosling's done more crap. <laughs> I mean, um, but one of you, after we saw that movie, said it was like watching like a young De Niro, and I was like, "That's Blue Valentine." Yeah, oh, his yeah. performance of Blue is. Valentine. That's and what I was like. That's it. That is yeah. it. That is, yeah. is exactly what it is. And that's almost so like impressive. The one thing that sometimes bothers me about Gosling is that he he does an impression of Robert De Niro in Mean Streets in movies. Like, why does he sound the way he does? He's like from California. Him, him sound? No, he's from he's from Canada. Oh, is him he? sounding the way he does is him doing a Brando impression and just it sticking in like in, yeah, his, in his brain, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's actually an inter- we should have probably prepared that too, but I, I think Phoenix runs away with actor of the decade, yeah. direct director of the decade, Cowens. Every decade, sure. No, uh, maybe Denis Villeneuve. I'm kidding. Um, I mean the Cowens came out with some good movies. I, man. That's tough. Damien yeah. Chazelle. <laughs> He's everyone you're saying did a really, really good job <laughs> this decade. I mean, you got to figure that most directors are going to have two movies in a decade. Maybe it's Jeremy Soliner with Vince is uh, saying Christopher Nolan. I don't know if you him. Yeah. I actually think uh, Damien Chazelle's up there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. David O. Russell. Don't you speak no, that name on this on not. this podcast? Um, whatever. Think of the Golden Globes. Gervais killed it. He's the funniest man on the planet. He really is. That was so great. Everything else was terrible. That was great. <laughs> you know, um, they, somebody asked Gervais, like, you know, you've hosted four or five times, whatever, and you've done other things. Have you ever felt, like, bad about a joke that you made? And he said the only one he felt bad about was, uh, and it's it's probably his funniest joke in all of them, was a couple years ago. And uh, he was like, he was like, our next two presenters, wow, like, what can I say about them? One of them, like, has two Oscars and four Golden Globes and has grossed over a billion dollars at the box office, is a writer, a director, a producer, and and the other is Tim Allen. Yeah. And Tom Hanks and Tim <laughs> Allen walked out. And, and Tim Allen was bad. pissed. He was so <laughs> angry about it. Like, he made fun of that movie. Was it called The, the Tourist? Johnny Depp and Angelina yeah. Jolie. Like, he went yeah. in hard on that. Depp was apparently not happy, but he made fun of, like, when he did that, Tim, Tim Allen was apparently fuming, which is hilarious because Tim Allen's such a clown. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I thought Trace was great. The rest of the Globes were terrible. I got to see 1917. Yeah, me too. Same. I got to find it in, in IMAX. 
That's apparently a, a struggle. Yeah, I heard a uh, Bad Boys 4 is coming to IMAX, huh? Yep. Got to see Martin Lawrence 70 feet high. <laughs> <laughs> but Martin Lawrence is, is another movie. He was... <laughs> I was getting my car fixed, and he was. They had like Good Morning Regis and Kelly on in there, right. and it was actually Ryan Seacrest and the two guys from Property Brothers were the, were the host. <laughs> and the guest was Martin Lawrence, and they were like, "Ah, so what took so long?" And, they, and he was like, "Well, Will Smith wanted a good script." <laughs> it was like, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, funny because he never wanted, <laughs> yeah, right?" Um, oh wow! So you mean Will Smith wanted to make a good movie, <laughs> and he just wanted a cash grab again, Martin Lawrence? Um, yeah, all right, all right, that's all I got. Is that it? Yeah, we'll be back. Uh, All right. Well, in if, a couple uh, couple yeah. months with if uh, history repeats itself, then we got what? Winter, spring, summer. Well, we'll see you in fall of two thousand this year <laughs> with <laughs> with our top five, the ultimate <laughs> teaser. <laughs> we'll be back with our top five in fall twenty twenty. Right, play the REM. No, hopefully, it's soon. Um, what are we playing? Are we playing REM yeah. to, to close us out? Yeah, absolutely. What does that mean to play us out? <laughs> All right. Do it live. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll write it. Uh, see, that wasn't even from this decade. That's how old that is. That's crazy. All right. We'll see you soon. Goodbye.